With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now serving F-27 at DMV window number 16. Okay, Rose, we're second in line. Perfect, Rose. You remembered the birth certificate? Yes, and we have our electric bill. Excellent. We'll be Real ID ready in no time. Real ID ready to visit our grandson, Ricky, at Fort Bragg. Then fly to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. Pardon me, are you talking to yourself? I'm sorry. I guess I am. Talk yourself into Real ID readiness by May 3rd, 2023. Make a plan at dhs.gov slash Real ID. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. And welcome along to the Tuesday Club. Hopefully we don't sound like we're underwater this week. We put a lot of, a lot of effort into getting the sound right. Um, anyway, where are we to? We seem to be on. Everything seems to be working fine, which is the most important thing. I am, of course, Phil Casey. This is the, 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 the day trippers. The day trippers of the Tuesday Club. This is the fantastic new studio, which fell down horribly last week. <laughs> um, I am, I'm joined by a great crew in here tonight. Um, we're missing Steve-O, and we're missing Andy, and we're missing Gab. But never mind, we've got a really good one. Um, don't forget, of course, that the Tuesday Club is brought to you in association with Redsbet. And Redsbet are a betting site tailor-made for Liverpool supporters. Redsbet aim to share half of their net profits with Liverpool supporters and fan causes. So no matter what, the fans <laughs> end up a winner. Check the odds on Redbet. Check the odds. Check the odds on Redsbet.com or download the Redsbet app. Share the glory and of course gamble responsibly. So we're really blow about the way. We're on tonight. We're going to be talking not just about the match. We're going to be talking about a load of other stuff as well. I've got in with me. I've got Shane Clavo Davo. He went off to Cagliari and he's back <laughs> for the pod tonight. Give us the inside track on the Allison. Beside him, we have resident ho- uh, scouser and soon to be host from next week, Ray Dicko Dickinson. And alongside him, of course, is the Irish Jorgen Klopp, and that is Neil Gray, <laughs> as you know it, um, and as you love him. Um, and of course, tonight, look, we're going to be looking at a few things. As I said, we're going to be looking at not just the uh, the match itself, but we want to talk about a few things that have gone on down Liverpool way as we went on during the week. Um, so look, first things up, Shane, great to have you in. First of all, anyone who's watching, Shane, of course, is um, uh, has many jobs. One of them is plastering. So this thing is only standing because Shane is in here. And uh, no, no, it's just Paddy. Paddy done all the work. And when we start getting in the nip soon, because it's so so uh, insulated, uh, you'll understand why. The first man with his top off, of course, will be Shane Davern. So, Shane, great to have you in. Cheers, Phil. Yeah, good no, to be here. Yeah. Looks great. Does, Happy days. Yeah. Remember when it was just a shell of a thing? Yeah. Yeah. When we win the league, we're burning it down. Oh, okay. Ray Dickinson. <laughs> The last, so the last rare. I heard of you, you were on a slow train back from Liverpool after yeah. what went on at the West Ham game. Yeah, it was mad. Yeah. And, and 
went back soon after for, for me sins, but yeah, yeah, it's good to be back in Dublin now. Yeah, do you like the studio? It's brilliant, isn't it? I yeah. can't wait till yeah, you're I remember here. the first day when we come here and it was full of any bit of crap that you could imagine and look at it now, it's brilliant, yeah. It is, isn't it? Brilliant. <laughs> Neil Gray? How are you, Phil? How are you keeping? Sound. It's good to see you alive. Well, listen, I'm hanging in there, Phil. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. Yeah. I, on the outside, I look grand, but on the inside. I don't, don't, I've seen <laughs> yeah, on the like outside. Careful well. owner, I trust, but, trust you. Careful owner, but the last that, fella was a fucking idiot. If that's looking great on the outside, <laughs> God help us. <laughs> fucking raggedy order. Pardon, right, boys. Um, everyone's, in, everyone's in a really happy, happy mood because of everything that's going on. Um, and I don't want to bring it down because it's, there's no point in bringing a, a, a wonderful time for Liverpool Football Club and its fans down at this moment of time. But look, let me start off with something because, you know, we've gotten two 1-0 wins out of the way. We've done we beat West Ham 126-0 um, the first thing I want to start on Shane I'll start with yourself right? one of the features that's happened and it's probably a positive is that we are missing chances and I don't mean that like in a, in a negative positive way but we are so we're creating chances when I go back to the, when I look at the Brighton game I'm thinking of Trent's free kick off the bar I'm thinking um, Salah going through he should, he should have had a goal himself I'm looking at the Firmino header the save by Matty Ryan for the Firmino header is unbelievable yeah, right? Um, and then I'm also thinking uh, as I said the Trent free kick how do you feel about this? Well, you touched on it there yourself. You're just we're missing chances, but that means we're we're obviously creating them. So, uh, like I said, the second goal would have been all important there. Obviously, Louis Gray said just before we came on, the longer I went one 0 <clears throat> the more and more Brighton dug in, and uh, they were decent. In fairness, I, I was impressed with them. But if if you get that second goal, or if one of them earlier ones goes in along with uh, with Salah's goal. I think we're looking at a, a much more comfortable game. Right. Yeah, I think the, the, the thing about missing chances, um, it's not as critical now, missing chances, because we're not conceding at the other end. So, it, yeah, it would have it would have been good. It would have been nice to have a, have a, a cushion going into half-time. I was sat there just as it was against West Ham thinking second goal will kind of kill this mm-hmm. just before half-time. We got the goal against West Ham before half-time. It do- didn't come against Brighton. Most of our sort of better chances tended to come in the first half and then in the second half, we were a bit more professional, a bit more kind of um, compact, not 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 letting... Because uh, Brighton did get ahead of steam up, just making sure that we kind of didn't concede a silly goal yeah like we like we would have done done in days gone by Mm -hmm. so i'm not too bothered about us missing chances um the main thing is that we are still creating them there's obviously a bit of ring rustiness at at the beginning of the season and i'm sure we'll start converting those as the games as the games go by yeah not as bad as a rusty ring (laughs) 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 that's true (laughs) isn't it dude Neil, you are, are quite possibly the biggest club critic in, in Europe. No. Outside of maybe. Realist. Okay, realist. Okay, Grant. Um, how do you feel about the, the, the start of the season? Is this something that you're enjoying? You know, the, you know, as I said, we are making chances. We aren't I'm really chances. good at detaching myself from the whole fandom thing are and you? looking at things logically really good with a clear sense of mind. Well. Right? Go on. But this season, I have this little tingly feeling in my belly about it. I'm a little bit afraid, Phil. Because <laughs> I think we're going to win the league, honestly. <laughs> That's really all I have to say. <laughs> is that all you have to no, say? No, honestly, it's not. Yeah. It's just everything is really positive. The whole club is really positive. And from when we were over there, being around the ground, the whole atmosphere has changed. Everything has changed. Mm. It's real welcoming. It's not like it was before. It was kind of a little bit dank, dark and shit. Yeah. 
Now it's real. When, now, when was it dark, dark and shit? Because to be honest with you, for me, I'm looking at <laughs> the last three years, years I'm looking at three years <laughs> of this building towards something very positive with the, Jürgen Klopp. Well, before that, before the construction started, it's everything, the whole club is just in the right place, going in the right direction. It's just fantastic. Yeah. It is. Just on that, I mean, I've, I've, you know, managed to get to the first two games now and obviously the, the, the weather helps. It's, you know, it's a nice time of the year and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But I think that main stand has made a massive difference as well. It gives, it's it gives a better on two hot dogs and two bottles of water. <laughs> <laughs> it gives a better focal point, I think. And I think the experience of going to the game and, and spending some time around the ground. And there is the, there is a, a feel good factor. And I, you know, I've been going for years, and the, there's a genuine sense of optimism. And I think all of the sort of yeah, they might come back out, but all the moaners are kind of in the box at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and even through the game, even some dodgy moments, the moaners are just staying quiet but and there's a lot the, of positivity there. Even the ground there. staff have the American customer service thing now. <laughs> Welcome to Anfield. Hope you had a great time. Safe home and all that shit. And, you're and did you turn around and say, well, the only way I'm having a good time is we knock in 16 goals against these. No, and we're we're just, just stop talking to me. <laughs> I can't speak. But I really loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was amazing. Can I just tell you a mad Saturday thing about... Um, I don't oh, know, is it picked one? up on the TV on um, at the game on uh, Saturday when uh, the music was left on? Yeah, yeah, it was picked time. up. Yeah, yeah, it was picked so up. Yeah. it was mad because the music they had like a bit of music, you know, and it was blared. And it was blared, and, and the game kicked off. And you know, I think George obviously went for a shite or something because he just let he just oh, left George, the music. He was having a dance. He just left the music. Go. It was a good 30, 40 seconds before it came off. It was bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> I think he does a toilet now. I think the fella's only on a year to year contract. So I tell you what, is it's he? A, yeah, he is. Yeah, so that's his first strike. Right. Oh no, it could be a job going next season if anyone's there. Yeah, Neilo, interested. I'm not scouts enough. Mick has just put a comment in there he said we can still see your old desk on the edge of the screen that's what you think Mick that's not an old desk at all that's a brand new desk and we got that from Ikea first 14 year old Ikea you want to sponsor us we've got lots of room on this wall uh, anyway, send out a few tables send out a few tables and we could do with a bench as well and a first one, to get a, guess, a first and first, first can, to, that we can assemble and Paddy can do something at the weekend um, anyway the other thing is Dave Lennon asks any lads what's the chance of getting tickets for a Champions League game I'll put, that, I'll, I'll put that to <laughs> put that to the panel later on <laughs> I don't know for, for, for him or ourselves <laughs> um, I, I don't know I think just in general um, as I said there's a good chance if you have the right money to pay for it um, and where we, so look one thing we, we've mentioned it in passing as we go along there but lads this defensive unit we've gone three games three clean sheets right this is the strongest defensive unit since Colo Torre emerged from the smoke in the start of the 2013 season and kept out Aston Villa single Stoke and Aston Villa single handedly in the first couple of games <coughs> that season I have to say this is making me happier than anything at all and the emergence of Joe Gomez and Sean he's here he's, pretend, he's been very silent this week because he was very excited last week he's, he's calmed down a bit now cause he, but he is a young lad they do get excited very easy um, but I will say right he's coming on great though. I know Joe Gomez I, Shani said to me he was a world class centre back I said Shani isn't he never played centre back in his life mm-hmm. which he hadn't but to see the emergence of Joe Gomez in those first three games as yeah. a competent option at centre back I'm not saying he's world class Shani's gone away with himself doesn't before the season even started but to see him emerge is one of the, 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 the best things of this little run of three games that we had Ray yeah, it's like, it's that kind of situation where he's just been thrown into it because of circumstances. 
and he's he's kind of risen to the challenge. You know, last mm. season he had his struggles. Obviously had the injury, <clears throat> but it wasn't. It, it was kind. Of, it, his stint at right back had kind of run its course. Mm. You know, obviously with the emergence of Trent, and you've still got um, Klein in the equation. So it, this is massive for him. He's got the opportunity, and he's got it, and he's he's got to grasp it with both hands. And he seems to be at the moment. And I was really impressed with him on, on Saturday. There was a towards the end of the game where we we kind of had weathered the worst of the storm. Brighton's sort of spell between about seventy and eighty, um, where I was getting particularly nervous. I remember one instance. It just he come he come sort of darting towards where I sit. I could see the 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 concentration and the determination in his face to get to a ball and just clear it out for the throw in. You know he he he's just he he he's definitely um, a massive plus for us now in that whole scheme of three four centre backs as, as the season. I'd equate it to feel bad playing beside uh, Palmer Grass. A good point because Dave Lennon just said like surely playing alongside Van Dijk helps That's so the it's leading yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Dijk is, he speaks constantly for the whole 90 minutes he's constantly directing everybody pointing pulling dragon you go there so it must be a pleasure to play beside him as a young player oh, yeah. you got it look you got you got West Ham at home is a nice start from yeah. what it was like we wasn't a lot happening we kind of cruised through the game yeah like you said about right back running his cars, he got caught. He seemed to get caught an awful lot at the back stick. He'd, he'd be he'd be ball watching, and he wouldn't be he wouldn't wouldn't get his head around. And if he, if you watch I watched the obviously watched the game the weekend, but Cosfield told me that I had to watch match of the day a couple of times today. Just yeah, to make sure, refresh. make sure. That, that, if you watch Gomez in that, uh, no knockouts chance. Yeah, and the, the the one where uh, Kaiser gives it away, yeah. and then they, they break down. He, he nearly scores. If you watch Gomez in that. He gets his head around two or three times to see where the player is, and his movement is excellent. Not to give Murray a nice little handy pass in for a tap in. Now, he 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 actually makes the clearance two back to Knockhart, but Van Dijk gets uh, sucked to the ball, uh, obviously, and they're coming down Robertson side. But he does actually he actually does excellent there. Knockhart, does he not play for Huddersfield? No, no. Are you sure? No, yeah, positive. They all look the same. Yeah. Um, Pascal Gross. Yeah, Pascal, Pascal Gross. I thought he played for Huddersfield. Yeah, he did, and, um, yeah. the, who plays for Huddersfield? When we got to play for Huddersfield, we're not going to know any difference between the lads at all. Jimmy Buller plays for Huddersfield. Good show. He does. I thought Huddersfield were Hull for a while. I don't know who Huddersfield It doesn't even matter, does it? Huddersfield. Well, they have a fight. The club's me. And they have the same glasses. They must. I think they're bringing out a glasses Rug- brand. Rugby league town, Neil. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. same as Hull. Town, yeah. But but Neil, honestly, Fair. I think they're bringing out a glasses brand. You could get a pair of club glasses. He'd get a pair of Neil's glasses. Oh, yeah, he'd get a pair of Neil's glasses. Get a pair of Neil's glasses. <laughs> 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 I tell you what, I think he has been to the same dentist as Brendan Rodgers, though, hasn't he? I'll tell you who's so, been. Yeah, yeah. I tell you who's been to the same fitness instructor. Who? Pochettino. I was looking at Brendan he up in Celtic fantastic. there. He was Pochettino looked. And Pochettino was looking trim and slim as well. Short on last night. And don't you know Mario Silva, who's the the Everton manager? Yeah. He's lost a bit of weight as well. They must there's have. There's a bit they of competition going on there. Op- they must be having an operation transformation for the Premier League managers. You know, that's why Fat Sam has gone out of the league. There's nobody drinking pints of wine. <laughs> and all the lads are doing a bit of doing a bit of five k. Counts the five k. Counts the five k. That's what it is. Where was I? Oh yeah, I have an agenda somewhere. Um, yeah, doesn't really matter. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, the defence. It's like it is. It is a pleasure. The only one that they're saying Trent Alexander Arnold is he forcing stuff just a wee bit in, in defence. Well, I thought that both uh, fullbacks Robertson was everywhere. He was absolutely everywhere. But not so much watching the highlights back. But watching the game. 
I thought we were the two full backs were a bit loose in possession at times. Mm. And it just shows just something that dawned on me from the game and kind of re watching it again then. They're absolutely vital to how we play now, the, mm. the two fulls. There really is a shout that the two of them kind of make us tick with, with the with how high they play, how quick they are uh, in the triangles. Trent does get, try to Hollywood get, pass yeah, it a bit yeah. too much, I yeah. think. Yeah. Getting us playing, but I thought, oh, I thought they were a little bit loose in possession. Who is the Colo Torre this season? Gomez. That's a bit... Like, it's, it's only Ilford. Like, it? No, it's not. I, I, I'd stand by it. I think Colo Torre was, was fundamental to 13 14. He's the most, he's the most unsung player of that, that whole run, that whole thing. Like, without him, we've been just bouncing around with Martin Skirt for fucking years. <laughs> Colo walks into the room and boom... We're challenging for the title, and then we decide that now you're not good enough next year, and look where it happens nowhere. And he goes to Celtic. Yeah. So Joe Gomez, <coughs> if Joe Gomez is this year's Carlo Torre, I for one would be a happy man. Mm. Right, that's moving along. I want to move on to, and it, it, it's sort of, it is leading out of the the thing. But let's be honest about this: the amount of gifts, memes, um, wank socks, everything that's happened over Allison doing a chip over a lad, right, and just from a back pass saying, "Oh my a god, back pass." This, yeah. Now, firstly, let me stay clearly on this one, right? I am all for this type of goalkeeper, right? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. I was brought up in the house and the church of Bruce Grobler, right? Standard goalkeeper is not for me. I want somebody who's completely mad and go. Pepe Reina was mad, right? He was brilliant. He used to come out, play sweeper at the edge of the box, and he loved to do a little dink and tricks. And one of my favourite moments in Liverpool football and history is when Reina played out on the pitch in a pre-season friendly. Like, that really happened. So this, I'm all for it. But, but... It's not this one I want to talk about. It's the one where you tried to be too clever mm. and almost got caught in mm. the box. Is there a chance that this fella is so so confident in his own ability we are going to see some mental goals at some stage this season? That 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 second one was after what he'd done. Yeah. The first one, yeah. yeah. See, the way, I, the way I interpreted it almost was that the reaction he got from the crowd when he did what he did was unbelievable. Like It was like standing ovation stuff almost. It was it was almost like the crowd egged him on to yeah. do it again. And he got caught up in the moment. No, that's true. They were egging him on to just do it and do it and do it. And and you know, I think we've just got to live with the fact that he is going to get caught out at some point. Some referee is going to be a smart ass and not give a foul when it probably is a foul. And yeah, we're probably going to concede a goal. We've just got to hope that's conceding a goal when we're three up or you know, we're playing a lesser team and we can recover from it and not in a big moment in a big game against the Tottenham or a City. That, that's my only fear. The last thing I'd say on it, on the goalkeeping, I'm just I'm just glad we don't have to put up with either Mignolet or Carrius and all that malarkey. Mm. That's, that, it's as simple as that for me. Shannon, I know, I know <coughs> we've been at Royal, but opposite the end of the pitch, um, wondering if we're going to do stuff like this. Like, were you happy about this? The, the, what Alison is bringing to the table with chips and ball at his feet and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, the, chip, the, the chip was brilliant. The little dink was brilliant because he was totally in control. It was the one the first half where, where he took a touch that he didn't need to take and he, it just it was the split second where he thought, fuck, I'm in trouble here. That, that he had to just get after it together. That one was one where like, Look, I just put the boot through it there, yeah. maybe with the chip. Absolutely, no issues there with that. All I can take Martin Lockerman would have loved that. Oh, he would have. He would have yeah, loved that. Yeah, That's yeah, his type yeah, of goalkeeper. Yeah, absolutely. For a yeah. season. Yeah. Then he finds somebody else. But Scott, I, you would have loved the Udo yeah, as well. I, I, I tried it a few times. Yeah. Never came <laughs> off. One nil down. You just exactly. have to suck it up with him. No, he's going to get caught eventually. <clears throat> yeah. 
He yeah, is. It's the it's, fallout from the fandom is what it will be the problem. But his distribution is phenomenal. His distribution. He's, he's he gives us a new option from the back. Yeah. Right. We 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 praised. Van Dyke's ability to spread the ball around and move the ball and play people were going crazy for Trent Alexander-Arnold yeah. on the on the side little splitty pass going across pitch mm. but Allison's ability to play out from the back gives us something that we didn't have last year well you met you you met you uh, alluded to Grobler there right? and you're a year or two older than me I only got the old back end of Grobler but I remember Roy Evans saying that when he was there the, the centre backs loved him even if he came and dropped him and then and loved the they knew no matter what he was coming to get the next one yeah. and the one after that and the one after that and the one after that and, and the more that this team plays with Alisson the more they're going to learn he's probably going to do this here he's probably going to do that there they might drop off if they see him coming out of the box mad distance and so the, the, the more that they play with him the more they'll, they'll, they'll pick up on his uh, they'll pick up on his yeah. on, on what he does Mm. His characteristics and be better, better you want it all around. The one thing, Nilo, yes, it's yeah. a big one. The save, Wapa. The save is and a, like at I, a crucial I, time as well. I, I'll be honest with you, it's not an amazing save. It's not like the most amazing save that you've ever seen in your life. It's not something that's never been seen before. But what it is, what it is, it's one of those crucial moment saves. Yeah, but it's yeah. where we're coming from because yeah. before they they weren't being stopped, and now that's why we. We get so excited about it because we expect them to go in nearly. But now but he's he managed to make the safe. And the fact you can rely on him and yeah. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a monstrous thing, Phil. Right. Did it, was that the happiest thing that you've seen in the whole thing? Um <clears throat> I, I I did feel if we conceded the goal. So the fact that he was able to, you know, be called upon and, and make the saves when when the when necessary. Um I honestly think, and I, you know, we've seen three games from Liverpool, we've seen three games from other other teams, but I wouldn't be surprised if we conceded the fewest amount of goals in the league mm-hmm. this season. I really wouldn't. And he'd be a big, he'd, between him and Van Dijk, they're, they're going to be the biggest reasons for well, that, you it's, know. It's huge. Like, you know, the, his presence, the, as like his presence. It's a huge, um, it's, a, it's a huge. Yeah, I, I, I heard it, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to pretend this was my own opinion, but I heard it on another podcast. Who, who, what podcast are you on? on? On the Anfield Rap, I heard it on the Anfield Rap. What? His, his, his Friends presence. Friends of the pod. His, pre- <laughs> <laughs> his presence, the big yellow kit, and him just, that presence in the box, I think, is just another thing for it for attackers to have to think about. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We haven't really we haven't seen him yet in a in a proper one on one situation. But I, I'm, I'm backing effect. I'm backing him all day long in those situations. Yeah, Alison is the same way as Mignolet. And I, I, it's bigger I, I, heard, I heard I heard this. It's bigger I, I heard the whole thing. Is it personality and is it colossus and the whole lot? Look, it's not Mignolet is shit. Mignolet could be 19 foot tall, right? And he'd still be as inconsistent as he is. It has nothing to do... It's, it's basically levels of ability. Here's the levels of ability. Here's Alisson, who's a top-end international goalkeeper who's potentially world-class if he continues on with the way he played at Roma and does a few seasons like that at Liverpool, right? On the other hand, we have Simon Mignolet, who was dropped in every single season since he signed for Liverpool. So it doesn't mm. matter what height he is... Mm. It doesn't matter what, what he's wearing, it doesn't matter what he looks like, right? The fact is, the chap is, and I think Klopp made a very good decision in keeping him as a number two, because he is a top four number two keeper. 
he was never a top four number yeah. one goalkeeper. No, no, honestly, though, like, mm. and, and I say, I've said that loads of times. If Simon Mignolet was our number two, was our backup to our goalkeeper, we'd be happy with that because the step off isn't as big as what we were having from Mignolet to whoever else was going in. And this well, the f- first time we've got depth, we've got proper depth in the goalkeeping position for a long time. But you know what went through my mind, and that when he made that mistake in the first half, and he he, he nearly got caught out. I, I thought oh, for a split second, it ran through my mind. Mix is coming on. Because he was going to get sent off, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's my biggest fear <laughs> that he has. He, he has a moment where he gets sent well, he off, is. and then we got a fucking pop and mix for three. It's a, okay, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a massive save because he's he's new to the club, and it's really getting any game, particular game, even a one-off game. You want to do the first thing right. You want to do the first thing well. He's three games in. He'd, I, I, was, I was impressed with him he'd nothing to do against West Ham I was impressed with him at Palace oh, thought that kick, the save from the free kick was underrated because mm-hmm. he, can, easy. He, he didn't know whether he was going to whip it his side or go over the wall mm. it, and, it's, it's, and it's tight to the post he gets across really well good footwork oh, excellent, yeah, footwork. excellent footwork and the excellent same footwork. with the save last week he, he's, he starts five yards out he takes a step forward to see whether he's going to come he doesn't and he backtrack. He backtracks to about two yards out. And like you've often said before about the likes of Buffon, different style of goalkeeper. He's more goal line because he wants more time to react. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't get caught in between, and he gets back, gives himself enough time to make the save. Because I think he's, I think he's expecting that header to be an absolute fucking bullet, yeah. and it's not. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's not brings its own uh, issues as well. Mm. So great footwork, uh, gets back, gives himself enough time to make the save. And look, it's just it's a massive save because. It's the first big thing he's had to do, really. Big, big, big the thing. The first big moment has been called big moment, on. and he's delivered. He's delivered. He's delivered. Yeah. And, si- and simple as that. And that's all you want. That's what we want. That's what you expect in a top-end goalkeeper. And I'll, I'll, I'll do it. We're going to talk... And just, just on that as well, just talking about the defence, he obviously makes that save, and they get a corner. But at no point... Personally, anyway, was I sitting there worried that geez, they might get something from, from this. This is, what I want to, this is what I want to talk about, right? Corners against us. Mm-hmm. They're one of our most potent forms of mm. attack. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Whereas this, a few years ago, you, we were just conceding or yeah. flapping or something was... We weren't, we weren't thinking about it at all anymore. Teams don't want corners against us. They were like, nah, 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 have a goal kick. And walk away <laughs> there, lads. They literally just step up the corner and it was kick <laughs> over the lines. And it came really on Saturday. Straight back around. Quick lads in the shape. Organise ourselves now. We've got a corner here. But no, genuinely, because it's one of the most... One of the few moments in the game where you can expose the opposition because mm. they do bring players forward, mm. and all of a sudden we've got Mane, Salah, Firmino. If we bring Shakiri on, we've got um, Sturridge as well. The pace that we have, even Keita when he's on the pitch, the pace mm. that we have the break yeah, and then is unrivaled in the league. The box then either because they're afraid of the break. Correct. Mm. Do you like it? Fantastic. Do you like that, Neil? Do you like the pace? Uh, yeah, I do, Phil. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't I like it? What's well, a silly fucking question. I, well, it's no, just... Phil, I fucking hate it. It's stupid. <laughs> That's fine. I know, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's brilliant. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> the goalkeeping thing is not a concern anymore. Just move on. You like that, don't you? Yeah, it's not a concern. Because it's, 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 it's basically obliterated our thoughts for the best part of the five years. Just, let's just move on for the goalkeeping shit. It's a piece of piss. Yeah. Um, right, look, I want to ask us, lads. Away from the game itself... Before that match, there was a huge story around a minority stake potentially being sold um, to mad Arabs, right? <sighs> literally mad Arabs, right? Because these lads, I think, are pretendies. They aren't even real, right? Well, they're not mad Arabs. What the hell, man? 
Well, I'll ask a question, lads. When when we see it, it does. Is there more? Again, I'll go back to the overall intent. We've we've put a war, we've we've put a goalkeeper who's potentially world class. We have a defender who is virgin on world class at the moment. Not virgin, Virgil. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got we've got world class attackers in Salah and Mane because he is up to that level now. And we've added some really good players in midfield. But it even looks like that FSG want to bring in a minority partner to bring us again to another level. A level that lets us compete with Barcelona. And we're not talking about the Manchester United. We're talking about being able to compete with the oil-rich lads like the Paris Saint-Germain's, the Barcelona lads who are being funded by Qatar, Real Madrid who just seem to have a, a printing press that they robbed from the, the local um, uh, mint under the desk but it, it, it's great to see that intent being sig- signalled by the owners of the club like, can, can, Neil, I, yeah, can I just add to more you used to Phil Neil more yeah. intelligent men than me is minority stakeholders just not away at a club asking someone give us, from, a, few give us a few quid you're going to have fuck all saying what goes on here but we'll stick your name somewhere and we'll stick your name in a few different places is that is that the gist of it no, they'll have a seat on the board, they'll have a say. They won't have a controlling stake, but yeah. they'll, they'll obviously have a say in how... Because I know City more. sold 16% for 240 million or something like that. Yeah. And to his dog. They sell a small percentage of the club and it covers their initial investment for <laughs> just a just got the name of the club. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yeah. They get a nice box out of it, I'm sure. Well, like, it's, it's, people, people would lose their <laughs> shit. Right no, it's full of oil barrels. Well, like, people would lose their shit if, if uh, say, they named Anfield. Say they called it, I don't know, mm. American Airlines Stadium, Anfield. Stanfield. Stanfield. <laughs> Stanfield. Stanfield. Anfield, that's fantastic. <laughs> Stanfield. Um, but yeah, is, this is just another way of bringing investment into the club without necessarily having to change the name of Anfield or a stand or anything like that and allowing you to go to the next level to compete. Like the, you know, the, the attraction... What, what is the upside for a potential minority investor? <sighs> Potentially, you're bringing in your own sponsorship in to be part of the brand of the club. Mm. So say Nike decided that they wanted an investment, mm. a minority stake, right? Nike could come in, buy 20% and probably not, like wrap up um, gear rights for the next 10-15 mm. years I prefer Adidas don't we get on to that as well very <laughs> 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 much nice, get on nice to that nice segue in there but three strikes forever like again a lot a club that ours you know that the fans take an awful lot of um, importance in the fact that this the socialist ideas the Bill Shankly way the Liverpool way mm. etc right bringing in the wrong minority partner do you think like we were prepared to dump all our ethics for the fact for the golden dollar in terms of chasing us? Say FSG went out, you know, there's a there's human rights violations going on, etc. With the with, with with like say Saudi Arabia. Say it was a big Saudi part of the Saudi. Now uh, women can drive now. I know, but I'm just saying in terms of overall, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot more going on. But they be voting next, Neil. The the fans the fans I'll don't have a, but but hang on, the fans don't really have a say in who comes in as as a minority shareholder. So ultimately. In that instance, will they? There'll be obviously noise, but mm. ultimately, if he, if somebody puts it down two hundred and fifty million on the table, and it allows us to go out and be, not well, lose our players, there's, there's been like the 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 Arabs that own City. There's been no noise about human rights violations and all that going on with the likes of them. So if it, if it happened to be this chap, your man's cousin, that wanted to come in, 
But you think you think this well from the city fans, but it, there has been that documentary. There's been plenty of articles now around Man City and the links to Sheikh Mansour in terms of the the uh, human rights violations that have gone on in his country and the things that you know his his regime has stood up for in terms of what was there. Like it, it is, there's been plenty of articles written about them. So it's like for me anyway, personally, I I, I think FSG have done a very good job. I've said previously, yeah. I, I I would at the time. Getting us to where we are now, if we can get a league title, they've delivered and they've over delivered on what they said they were going mm. to do. Um, it's just who would you want? Do, do we think we have yeah, a god given moralistically, yeah, to, to, win to, the to ensure that you win the league? So, I yeah. think that the, the problem is with with so FSG are kind of have taken us on a, on a particular journey, and there's only so there's only so much growth, there's like a glass ceiling, I suppose, there's only so much growth that can be achieved through. Increase shirt sales, increase match day revenue, blah, blah, blah. And I guess to be able to live with the likes of City and all of the, you know, <clears throat> PSG and all this sort of stuff and challenge for league titles, Champions League and all this sort of stuff, you, you, you are limiting yourself mm-hmm. to an extent under the, under the current sort of structure and whatnot. And I think FSG, my feeling is FSG do still want to push on with this project. But they're looking at other ways that they can potentially give us a, a cash injection, and I, and I don't think they will want to sell the soul of the club. But I guess there has to come a point where they say, "Well, if we don't do a name and rights or whatever, then we're not going to be able to compete." Well, imagine so would, would, it be, would it be to do with the would it be to do with the Anfield Road rebuild? Looking for a minority stakeholder, maybe come in to, to cover to cover. The majority, the majority of that, because I heard, listened to her James Pearson on our podcast saying basically that what podcast? Uh, <laughs> uh, blood, blood red, the echo. What's this? Is, is this free advertising for a podcast? <laughs> Why didn't you ask me who it was? Where just, it was? If you listen to ours now, we might have a few ah. more followers for fuck's sake. And you, you won't even watch the matches. You listen to all these podcasts. If you watch the game, then we help. We would have been able to do a longer analysis on the match. I was trying to save your arse there. Oh, should I watch it three times? Match of the day. Match of the day, yeah. But he, he was saying yeah, that the, the, corporate, the corporate has taken off even more than the club. Uh, oh, yeah. I imagine it's, yeah. it's, it's absolutely yeah. gone through the roof, yeah. the corporate that's in place now. And I'd imagine if they were to get a uh, minority stakeholder in that maybe funded a lot towards uh, the Anfield Road and that they could go a lot corporate and that bring in even more money on match days etc to get us up closer to the likes of mm-hmm. Arsenal United whoever else from yeah, their well, point of view though if they can sell off 40% of the club that will cover their initial investment it makes perfect sense for them mm-hmm. they still have 60% of it for free effectively and they'll get an investment well they're valuing it over 2 billion that's huge. Mm. It's over two billion. They paid three hundred and fifty million for it when they wiped out the debt that was there, mm. and it's now valued at over two billion. That's worked out well, hasn't it? <laughs> it's not <laughs> bad deal. Oh, very well, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know if that's because of Sterling and, and Brexit. Like, <laughs> it's probably like only worth. I think that might be over two billion dollars. <laughs> what? That might, that might be valued well, over the, two the, billion dollars. The dollar. The dollar is only five hundred. Yeah, five hundred euro. Five hundred quid, Neil. Euros. Heroes. <laughs> yeah. I think they are look they are committed to doing the Anfield Road and at the end of the day the sums don't add up as well as they added up for the for the main stand. You're right. I mean I was with a mate of mine uh, when I was in Liverpool last week who works for the club and he said Where were and he said that it, it the Go main ahead. stand has really, you know, exceeded expectations and you know 
revenues are or is this your source at the club well is a source yeah but but re- like everything it's a, it's a big feel good story at the moment in terms of the commercial side but the club still aren't FSG rather are still not they're not satisfied they want it they're ambitious to kick on you know what I mean and and you know, fucking right, the Irish are training fifty million into two million. So, Keep so, as well. so look, I, I think. Hang on a second. We made enough. Wrap it up, lads. Keep going. Two billion, nah. nah well, hold on, is that four. dollars? Keep going. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Levi and now have brought out a brand, the Liverpool clothes. Sounds yeah. like bullshit. Yeah. Really? No, okay. genuinely. Have they? Generally, it's not like you can get Batman clothes now and uh, no. Honestly, God, Levi have a have a brand, the Liverpool yeah. b- Liverpool based clothing. That's I know it's just the. I mean, the, there was stuff on the on the Liverpool fans on the LEDs. I mean, there's there's now an official petroleum partner or something in Toilet Canada. Paper. Like it's just mad. Like they've so many official partners now. Like you know, it's unbelievable. Official jeans. That's that'll come in handy for for me now. I believe why on at the minute. Do you? Yeah. Any, I mean, you any Liverpool ones? Uh, no. But it has the... Because I'm not six. You know, you know the same? The same The same when you flip it over, it has you'll never walk alone on the same. Does it have so a... We come here now to play? What? No noise like the Anfield noise. There is, yeah. yeah. I picture someone doing that. <laughs> That's the warrior stuff here. Um, oh, is that, oh, yeah. is, yeah, that was cool, warrior, wasn't it? Well, remember that we yeah. sold our soul there. Before, <laughs> before we go there, before we go there, because I want, I want, to, I want to ask about kits, right? Because and I want to go there. But today, the club employed to put concerts on in Anfield in the close season and play more games there. And yeah. so far, it's been rejected by the. They said they're not listening to the locals of Anfield. Um, I wonder if Carbon did it get rejected? Did it got rejected today? Yet? Yeah, yeah. Um, they said the club needed to go off and engage with the locals more. <laughs> right, you're a local. Mm. To you, does does sound like that just a lot of Evertonians went in a mount? Potentially, yeah. Yeah. It's so close, isn't it? Yeah. I mean Well one fellow was from Everton. It actually said this yeah. whatever's Paul Ryan from Everton, the council for Everton. Yeah. Everton. Oh, no, Everton. 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 It's, but this goes back to your commercial thing. This yeah. is a pit, pit, they're looking to utilize obviously Anfield and, and and find a new revenue stream because like it is it would be a be a great you know great place for concerts, mm. um, and that doesn't surprise me in a way that 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 they're going to have problems with the council um, signing it off. But do you not think that this not all bodes badly towards the Anfield Road End development? No, no, I, I think it, it, like people will be objecting on noise grounds and all that sort of stuff, you know, over the fact that there's already X amount of events in the area and obviously there's other stuff that goes on outside of football. You get the occasional rugby match and all that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you will, you, will, you will just get people just objecting for the sake of it. You have people, right, complaining that. 
the only rest point to get is in the summer, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is what the, the argument stadium is. has been there for a hundred fucking years. You bought a gaff there. You know the football got to be played. This is yeah. why it's, sure. it's the same with the lads around Crow Park <laughs> and yeah. Lansdowne Rock. Ah, poor old Gar Brooks. I moved in last summer uh, and I can't believe the amount of noise. Hang on. Yeah, it's football stadium. You walked up and watched, you just turn around and go, that football stadium wasn't there when I bought this house. <laughs> and all of a sudden they just they put it up overnight. Next minute there's loads of noise coming out of it. I think the first thing that you see when you, if you buy a house anywhere around Crow Park, Anfield, Lansdowne Road, Wembley, is this joint stadium. It's not like this is like yeah. it sneaks up and, and then you put it away when there's no matches going on. Wasn't there something right at the, like for years that they treated the people that lived there fairly badly, the club itself, and they had yeah. to build a lot of bridges there? Now, we, we, yeah. we don't, I don't know, obviously, the ins and outs. You yeah, don't there, there, was, there, was not, there was nothing done in the, in, in, in the immediate vicinity to, to make that area. Um, any, 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 attractive. Any, yeah, not yeah. at all. No, I mean houses were going for sale for peanuts around there. So, um, and there was you know sort of conspiracies that the club were kind of almost like conspiracy me that were almost letting kind the, of letting of the letting it degrade to that. So they exactly. Them, yeah, so then yeah. eventually they buy the houses and it costs nothing basically. So there was always that angle that people were coming from. But I, I you know, it, to me, it has. Around in the immediate sort of around the grounds, what they've tried to do, it, they have tried mm-hmm. to improve it, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I had heard that they were going to try and get concerts on there, and it makes perfect sense too because um, it'd be a great venue to go to go to a concert um, at, but uh, for Carbon Rally, mm. well, looking at one of the UMC. <laughs> Really, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they had, they did have a boxing match at Goodison, actually, didn't they? They had Tony Bellew there. Was that a match? Or was just, I, thought that was just, no, I just thought that was a normal football match. Did not have that every week? Do I? Not have that every week when the equaliser <laughs> goes in. Well, take your kids. Tony Bellew had a great song there as well. Really? He did, yeah. He did, yeah. Oh. He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In Goodison Park. Yeah. yeah Goodison so. Park reminds me of the Carlisle Grounds in Bray. They use it like for movies Smell and stuff. Off it and everything. <laughs> football doesn't get played in or anything like that. It's just this old rundown stadium. Like they, they used it for Old Crow Park. It's Kip. The best Starting thing. The, at least, do you see? Do you see? They put the thing up so that you couldn't see the big screen from Anfield. Yeah. <laughs> they put the thing in the corner yeah. and stopped it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's just, it's such an inferiority complex to theirs. Um, but it's justified because they're shit. Yeah, but it is. It is. It is. And long may they stay that way. I like the fact that they just keep drawing matches at the moment. I think they know. They know that the next one, the last year, they win. They definitely win the next game. They keep getting men sent off, don't they? Yeah. And see, see, VAR is going to sort the problems now. This is the latest one from the. Um, What was I going to say? Moving on, mock kits. We mentioned it a second ago, right? Okay. What is you're from Liverpool? Yeah. Do you have this Adidas fan- I don't anymore. I did when I was about 11 or 12. I don't get it now. Yeah. Like, for adults do, going do you see on when to... you're looking through Twitter and it's like, here's, a, here's my mock kit. Yeah. Every single one of them, Adidas. Right? And it's like, wow, look at this amazing... No, fella, if you want to see what an Adidas kit would look like, if, if Adidas were to make Liverpool kits, right? Go on to any team that's wearing Adidas. And you'll see it, yeah. And you'll see it because they don't... They've, anyway. even, they've stopped even attempting... You're all wearing Adidas football jerseys anyways. You know what? drive burner. Yeah. My biggest obsession used to be the sponsor. Bayern. The sponsor was my big obsession. Who are we going to get to sponsor? Someone yeah. sexy to sponsor us, sort of thing. I didn't care who the kit was. Coca- it's always baffled me that we've never got Coca Cola as the sponsors because mm. the colours and the branding would be perfect. No, they clash, Phil. Yeah, they clash. How? Because when you see red, you think of Coca Cola. And then that you'd associate that with Liverpool and take away from the Coca Cola brand. But surely that would be perfect no. because the take same away red. Brand. Think about it. And Santa. 
Santa could sponsor us. Sponsored by Santa. <laughs> <laughs> they, they used to go to Central America, South America, Coca-Cola, didn't they? Sponsor Cover everywhere. Uh, Boca Julia, River Plate, yeah. all them. Back in the jerseys, yeah, side yeah, of the jerseys, yeah. upside the whole lot. Free and, cans. But okay, going back to the point, the Adidas thing, I'm yeah. baffled. Can somebody explain to me? You were sitting there wearing Adidas. Yeah, Adidas yeah, three stripes forever, like Neil yeah. said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Kids, it's just... Uh, that's because you're not 12 anymore dude. I think Twitter's yeah, just give a, a platform hasn't it, get it as a present or something. Like I don't no understand really what people, like, why people would even complain about the New Balance kits because the New Balance kits have been the home kits have been brilliant yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm not so keen on the aways this season but I think the home the orange kit was like one of the best ever that's because we fucking hammered everyone every time we wore it it was fucking top of the pops that's it remember the purple kit People are giving out the purple kit. Oh, I love those purple kits. Young mental. man has it, actually. Yeah? yeah. Mental looking thing. But every time I think of the purple kit, anyone that thinks of the purple kit, I dare anyone to think of the purple kit and not think Suarez annihilating Norwich. And if that doesn't put a smile on your face, then what will? Exactly. Right, whereas when I think of Adidas, I think of Roy Hodgson, Old Trafford, the white kit that should have been Paul the best Kinchesky. one that we have with the pin, the red pinstripe down it, Paul Konchesky, and an absolute clusterfuck of a season. Christian Paul. The cricket jersey yeah. here we had. Well the cricket jersey yeah. in, in the mid nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the one with the big like, nail rod really squeeze and it. Broad three stripes going down. The one, the thing that the Middlesbrough oh. kit. Yeah. Oh. And then there was the one that had it at the side. There was some rotten Adidas kits actually. Now you're basically, talking, now you're talking basically about. Basically, Adidas. I love the three, the white oh, okay. three stripes that come up from the end. Why does nobody? Why, but why does nobody talk with the same love and passion for Umbro? We won three European cups in, in Umbro oh, kits. Oh, oh, kids. Poor people wear Umbro. <laughs> 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 oh, you're destitute and homeless people wear Umbro. That's why. <laughs> and it's like like say what was it? Or not Lacoste? What's the other one? Admiral. Lacoste Sportif. No, they make long. Lonsdale, Lonsdale. Lonsdale. Same thing Yo, I'll tell you what Neil That's Sparse Direct Lonsdale I know where you come from and I know what type of caravan you live in and you've got an absolute cheek because your wardrobe is full of Umbro games Lonsdale So I would there. So if, if you're out there if you're watching and you make um, mock-up kits can you please please Bring stop making Adidas ones do, do, do something original. Try make something that Go isn't outside. Adidas, right? And, no, no, I don't want... How about you take and New Balance, head, right? look at what New Balance did, and, <laughs> and try to do one of them ones. Right, lads, I want to move it on. Um, is that, yeah, Brent Nolan says, Umbro with the Hitachi sponsor. Beat that one for one of the best jerseys mm. that we ever had. Right, that was that's, a sexy sponsor, so right? That's a, was that the first ever sponsor on, a, a, on any jersey? In I England? think it was, yeah. I think it was, yeah. yeah. It's definitely on. Breaking yeah. things. And, oh, yeah. the other one. For those of you who are and moaning, moaning about our current kit deal, which, is, which was a record-breaking kit deal at the at moment. The Honestly, grab yourself a bottle of oxygen and smack yourself across the head. <laughs> right? <laughs> Weirdos. Um, anyway, right. Honestly, I've, I've never, I've, I've never, I swear, the, the conversation, we, that's te- we have a terrible kit deal. No, we had an amazing kit deal three years ago when we signed it. And when it runs out, we're going to get the highest one again, and then it just keeps going up. No, Shane, up. stop speaking the logic. The people yeah. want the moan. <laughs> the people want the moan. It's like whoever, whoever's kit deal Dorizos, runs out, they, they Dorizos the do not then, taste the same just... unless they've got the salt tears of moaning of running through them. <laughs> You don't try it. Um, anyway, uh, moving on. I want to move on to the Leicester game because that's who we play at the weekend. Mm. Leicester without Reg Verdi in, in the team. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, that's, it's, it's Leicester without Reg Verdi. So, look, moving along swiftly to Leicester. Right, lads? It's away from home. It's the fourth game before the international break and we will talk about international breaks in a second. But it's the fourth game about international break. Um, 
how do we feel about this game? I don't want to go into massive details. Anyone make any changes? Because I thought yeah. it could do with a little bit of freshening up at this stage. Yeah. I was quite surprised he, he he went for the first three games unchanged, but maybe that was his kind of... Maybe he had that plan from the outset to try and maybe get through the first four games unchanged, but I think there was enough, there was enough evidence on... That's debatable. I think Cater might come out. Cater may come out, yeah. He may, he may come out. He may, he may look to play a more solid sort of uh, defence-minded three. Um, that's the obvious one, I guess. I've been a little bit underwhelmed by Firmino in the first three games as well. Um, maybe he'll just try and stick with him to, 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 to play him into some form. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too disappointed if maybe he was... Uh, rested and maybe even Shakiri playing. Yeah, Salah um, through the middle. Yeah. Salah through the middle. Yeah, Salah, yeah, yeah. Storage. I'm, um, I'm not. I, I did. I wasn't. I wasn't overly impressed with his cameo appearance. Um, but did he get about ten minutes? Nah. The one two I said to you before. The the, the one two between the two fullbacks where Trent just drags it just wide in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, storage. He, should be the one getting that ball rather than Trent. He's standing over there. And he doesn't see. He doesn't. He, he, he either doesn't see Robertson making the run, or he's just in his mind. He's just half a yard off. Because then, when he sees Trent going to get the ball, he makes the run to go and receive it. But he he should have been in there earlier. He should have been the one getting the shot off and not Trent. I was mm. the same as you. Was a bit underwhelmed. But now look, I'm not saying uh, look at get rid of him. January, like nothing like no, that. No, no, no. I just wouldn't I'd be rather see Shakiri coming in than yeah. I'd rather see Shakiri getting a start in storage personally. Yeah. Personally. Neil. Um, it's very hard to think who it could come out and who, like, who, to justify who you should drop because we're all playing so well as a unit. Maybe Fabinho, Fabinho come in for an own Henderson, maybe, but I wouldn't go near the front three because Fabinho needs always starts. Find his way. He needs a mm. few games to get up to speed. So it's a good point. You know, the one thing about Firmino always tends to start slowly, and it's like even if he's had a bit of an injury, it takes him about three or four yeah. games to come back. Mm. He was good. Um, I thought he was good against West Ham, but obviously the first day, the adrenaline can get you three or four games of the season. He's a little bit underwhelming. He was a bit anonymous against Palace, I mm. thought. Now he watched that game on the telly, but he just he just didn't seem to be involved much at all. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he got the assist on, on Saturday. He yeah. uh, he's absolutely. He is vital. Class. I'm not saying yeah. he's like you know he is. He's an integral part of that. But I just think in this one game situation, he might he might be worth resting. Mm. Okay, I, my, for me. You know, there's, there's fair shouts don't change an unbeaten team one is um, I'd pick Klopp and let him pick the rest that's a that's a fair shout as well <laughs> but um, it's minor tweaks it's nothing mate we don't need anything major whoever does major come in there's going to be a massive uh, fall off in class exactly this yeah, is the great sure. thing this is the great thing about it we give your nil all at 70 minutes and you're bringing Firmino on and Kate on for Milner and yeah. Shaquille you know what I mean exactly yeah a lot better than we've, we've had it for a long, long time. Yeah, we're not throwing Ings and Solanke on, are we? Put it that way. You know? Well, it is. Look, if you look at our, if if you look at our, um, backup, backup eleven, it's essentially what our team was two years ago mm, with Fabinho yeah. and Shakiri in the team. Like mm. that's that's and that just mm. shows you how far mm. this team. It goes back it's to the argument that we've always had um, was that you rep- replace people in your first team that makes your squad stronger mm. for the first time it looks like we have two 11s that, were, that mm. could potentially play you know what I mean um, anyway I would 
the clamour is for security. For me, I think that potentially uh, up in, in one of the front three. One so you either, leave, either rest Mane, Salah or Firmino. I wouldn't re- rest any three. I, I don't think I'd, I'd rest the, uh, no. all them, especially away from home. Yeah, I go back no, to the no. point earlier on about our, our threat on counter. We lose some of that if if we replace um, Shakiri in that because we haven't seen Shakiri in that role. We don't know what he's like, and there's going to be a lot of games. People are clamouring for changes because they're nervous about not seeing these players. There's that debate no, that's right. going on around about Look, Fabinho. Forward, what's going on? The, the back four and keeper won't change, and we we've we'll sign a piece for Shakiri maybe to get a start. I don't think he'll change the front three, especially like you said with the away game. How hard for me and it works. For the team, I think if there's a change, and there probably will be, it'll be in, in midfield. Mm. One, yeah. one of Henderson might come in, or Keita maybe. Is the mm-hmm. client fit? Yeah. Klein is fit. Maybe yeah. he might come in, maybe. Yep. Yep. No, I, I think Klein, Klein potentially in for Trent, you know, just, just in terms of that solidity, just before the, the, the international break. Win here, four wins from four, you can't have asked for a better start. Unreal. Look at look at, look at who, look at the teams around us. City haven't managed to do it. You know, sports potentially could do it. It gives us an opportunity that we haven't had for a while, and that's to have a bloody good start to the season. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what we have after the break, which is Leicester and Chelsea in quick succession, they are vitally Spurs, important. Spurs and Chelsea, quick Sorry, succession. Yeah, yeah Spurs and Chelsea in, in quick succession. Getting a, getting twelve points out of twelve on the board will be huge for us mm-hmm. because any points dropped, then you can probably yeah. offset. You know what I mean? Look at like, and I wanted to just briefly touch on it, but look at our rivals. Look at the teams that we would expect to be in wanting to challenge for the league title as well. You look at Spurs have started off and they look like a team who haven't stopped since last season yeah. because they have just come out on, on form. Yeah. Chelsea are, are a weird team. Chelsea are in this weird position where they could end up taking off and just go down another 19 match winning streak like they did over Conte and all of a sudden they're top of the league. It's crazy, yeah. City looked devastating and then weirdly looked looked human again against Wolves. What was all that about? I don't know. Just For the first bizarre. time in a long time against the lesser team they did yeah. look human didn't they? But it reminded me a lot of the game against Bournemouth last season the where they got goal. the last minute winner. And that was part of that whole momentum building yeah. exercise they got. Yeah, exactly, Missing, yeah. By not getting those this last minute these little things yeah. will, will potentially Small change the whole things. dynamic of this title yeah. race. This is what we kind of wanted to see develop over the early parts of the season before we play them. You yeah. know what I mean? We don't want, we didn't, a lot of us thought we'd have a seven out of seven city come to Anfield. Well, obviously that's not happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we can keep level pegging with them, uh, maybe drop the two points as well between now and then. Now, if we can, if they, if they come to Anfield and we're level on points, um, it just takes the pressure off us for that, for that game. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, and that's why I think beating Leicester is is going to be a, like a, is going to be massive if we can if we can manage to do it. Mm. You know, a sneaky one nil two one, we'll be well. Even if it knock, even if it knocks us off the top of the league because someone else wins. Well, Ray, let me remind you, three, you, four. you you nearly had young children uh, at how good Harry Maguire was in the World Cup. He's bleeding weirdo, right? <laughs> and Harry Kane, and Don't Harry Kane. Two Reg Vardy is out. No, I'm talking about Leicester. Right? I'm talking about yeah. Leicester. Reg Vardy is out. Yeah, but Harry Maguire yeah. is there. How how yeah. how is it possible you see the that goal he scored as well? But how is it possible that oh, Salah, Firmino, Took a and shirt. Mane are going to manage to score against this man mountain, the single man defence? He might just have an off. Hopefully, he'll have an off day. Hopefully, he'll have an off day. Yeah, that's my 
Do you not think though, if Milner and Harry Maguire run at each other at the equal speeds, <laughs> it will create a black hole vortex <laughs> that can only be <laughs> can only occur when two Minecraft characters <laughs> run Street towards each other? <laughs> they just vanish. You just stand there and tell them head force two bleeding concrete <laughs> heads. Some lad, some lad there with a Commodore <laughs> 64 oh, tape deck. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Like that. Ah, shit, I've gone past it. It's well, well, 54, not 34. <laughs> that bomber used to take two hours to load. Oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Soccer. Football, I used to game. love that game. Oh, yeah. Oh. Micropro Soccer was the, was the most realistic football game ever seen at that point in time. And if you and if you look at it now, it's basically it's basically just <laughs> Minecraft football. Remember that then? With Harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This generation don't have the benefits. Uh, of no, they've got multiple buttons. And everything. We had a <laughs> stick. All, of your hands, all. all you had, all you had was a stick that you could wiggle as quickly as possible and one button. That was the, all that was the combinations. Was it, yeah. Do you remember? I, I was lucky enough to have an Amiga. And it was I like prefer the oh, keyboard, it, by the way. Three people operator. But I'll go back to it. Well, with the Amiga, you had the, the zip stick, and it was like I remember playing Street Fighter, and it was just combinations of up, left, right, after one button or two quick ones, and that was it. Nowadays, you've got a button for everything, yeah. it's not fair. Score prediction. I think we've conceded oh. Oh. 2-1 Liverpool. Ray? Um, I will say 2-0 Liverpool. 3-0 Liverpool. I think we might be going for a hat-trick of 1-0. Um, anyway. A hat-trick of 1-0s? Yeah. No, we've no, we beat Palace 2-0. Yep. You went out to the kitchen got the wire an injury time ah, that's all over well, only, watch the, the only, only watch the matches today yeah, exactly. so they didn't show the second goal anyway, <laughs> uh, watch the right, right that's, a, that's a wrap lad. thanks so much <laughs> anyway uh, back over to me um, listen thanks for watching thanks for tuning in tonight of course if you can follow share subscribe we're on thing we've got on Friday we've got the cop table who'll be doing a proper preview of the Liverpool Leicester game at the weekend um, we have a new podcast um, coming at you next week during the international break because obviously there's a, there's a lot going on yep um, and there's a bit more news that will be coming around that as well um, but anyway thanks again for watching tonight this has been the Tuesday Club this has been in association with Reds Bear um, and that was of course Shane Daverin Ray Dickinson who should be hosting next week and Neil Gray thank you that's the, you can see Neil has still got his head in shot there <laughs> get your head out of shot now and then get shown as the guns again thanks for watching thanks for sharing thanks for your support we'll see you again next week so I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Coles has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself for real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. 
I got Kohl's cash too. And I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.